Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're taking a retrospective look at what's happened in the world of senior housing over the past year. Unlike other multifamily and rental asset classes, senior housing follows completely different demographic and adoption patterns. This is certainly borne out in the data over the past year. Rental properties in general have seen very little change in vacancy during the pandemic. Sales and refinance activity of rental properties have been brisk. But senior housing fundamentals were severely impacted by the pandemic in 2020. This is according to data for the National Investment Center for Senior Housing and Care. The pandemic continued to greatly impact senior housing sector throughout 2020, especially when infections hit new record highs in the fourth quarter. The continued decline in occupancy was attributed to both a high level of moveouts and continued delivery of new units into the market despite weak demand. The rollout of vaccines late in the fourth quarter was a positive step for the sector, particularly since its workers and residents have generally been given priority in receiving vaccines. And recent data shows that infections have declined sharply in skilled nursing homes but senior housing operators are expected to have higher expenses for protective equipment and weaker-than-expected demand for most of 2021 and well into 2022. According to the data from the National Investment Center, senior housing occupancy fell to another record low in the fourth quarter. Occupancy declined 7% in 2020 to an average of 80.7. Occupancy in assisted living was down as low as 77.7%. And those facilities that are majority independent living declined to 83.5%. Skilled nursing care averaged 75.3% in the fourth quarter. Inventory growth slowed to just 1,626 units being added in the top 31 metro areas. That's the slowest growth since the third quarter of 2013. Personally, I'm glad to see that new supply is slowing down. In my opinion, the majority of primary markets are oversupplied right now while opportunity exists in secondary and tertiary markets. That means you got to pay close attention to the hyper-local market conditions. We're talking about the demand side of the equation and the income demographics to support senior housing's economic model. But of course, averages don't tell the full story. Results varied widely among the metro areas. The study found that the West Coast cities of San Jose, San Francisco, and Seattle reported some of the highest occupancy rates at 88.5%, 86.8% and 84.8% respectively. Houston, Cleveland, and Miami saw the lowest occupancies at 73.5%, 76.6%, and 76.7% respectively. Now we have an 80-bit assisted living facility scheduled to open in the next couple of months, and we should be in a position to start taking reservations for residents in the coming weeks. My partner in that project also operates a number of facilities in the Dallas market. In that portfolio, there's a 1.6% vacancy rate as compared with the citywide average and the nationwide average of very close to 22% vacancy. The obvious question is what is being done differently in these facilities that's resulting in such a dramatically different vacancy rate? I believe it comes down to a few key differences. Number one, these homes are built on the residential care model. These homes are smaller facilities with 12 to 16 residents per home. That contrasts with the big box model of hundreds of beds in a single building. And number two, we've not had any COVID-19 outbreaks in any of the facilities. We had a single staff member test positive for COVID-19, and they were immediately isolated from the rest of the staff and residents. Fortunately, we had no propagation of the disease into the homes. This emphasizes the importance of having a highly differentiated product in the market. When we perform the intake interview for most new residents, they're not coming from their own home. They're typically coming from an existing big box facility, and they hated it. 
So this is where having an understanding of how to differentiate in the market makes a big difference. While there might be a surplus of housing in general, there could be a shortage of, say, Parkinson's care or memory care in your local area. If you have a house that specializes in kosher cooking or halal cooking or maybe vegan cooking, those could be underserviced needs in the market. Many of the big box facilities try to attract residents with an impressive lobby, giant chandeliers, swimming pools with underwater treadmills and pottery classes. But then they serve meals cafeteria style on steamer trays, and they have 12 to 15 residents per caregiver, and up to 30 residents per caregiver at night. The families who are new to senior housing get sold on these amenities, and they skip the main reason why their parents are there to begin with. They lack the skills to evaluate the services, so they don't ask the difficult questions. In our case, we've got three differentiators in our offering, and we're very clear on them. Number one, better care, with a resident-to-caregiver ratio of 5.3 to 1. Number two, better food. Now, we don't have an executive chef or a commercial kitchen, but the caregivers are involved in the food preparation, and often the residents are involved in the meal preparation themselves. Feels a little bit like Thanksgiving dinner every night. And number three, better communication. Great communication is rarely an accident. It requires an intentional focus and a process. And it's those three differentiators that make our residents come to our facilities and never leave. It's clear there will be opportunities to acquire distressed assets in the coming months. Some have already appeared on the market. But success in the market starts with understanding the operating model for success, not just the bricks and mortar real estate or even just the averages. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.